Hey, I'm Sam Shansky, and today I'm here with Rod Melanson. How's it going, Rod? Great, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We're very happy to have you here at Diddy TV today. Excellent performance. Thanks, man. I love Diddy TV. You guys have been supportive for a while and playing my music and videos for, I think, the last, like, two years. So it's been a long time coming, so I'm happy to finally be here, man. Yeah, tell me about your videos. They're, they're very well done and nicely yeah. produced. Who have you worked with on those? I met this guy named Christopher Good through, uh, through, my, old record, through my record label, and he's from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And uh, I teamed up with him for the Perry and Lights of Karen Crow video. We did two at once. And then I liked working with him so much that we did, we did two more. So He's just an interesting guy. He's not kind of your typical choice for maybe what my genre might ask for. He likes to get far out. I like to get far out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather work with, you know, someone like him that's got a David Lynch vibe than me sitting on the back of a pickup truck and lip syncing or something. <laughs> I think he's definitely down to get a little weird, so... That's why I went with him. So you say you shot two in the same day kind of thing? or Kind of. It would be kind of be like in a week I'd fly out to Kansas City, and then we'd kind of – that's how it was at least the first time. And That's where you worked on him at was in Kansas City? Yeah, and I, I actually met my fiancé on the first video shoot, the Perry video shoot. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was cast as Perry's girlfriend. That worked out. Yeah, that worked out great. I mean – is she involved in the music process and the business? No, side she of was just you? cast in the music video. So. Yeah. Then I read the guy from the cars met his wife through the drive video. So hey. Very cool. Do you have any in the works right the now? No, I, I don't have any videos in the works now. I would have liked to do one for Westgate, but it just didn't work out. So. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens with that. I like the album artwork for Westgate that you got Thanks. going there. Speaking of Perry, that's the guy who uh, played Perry in the music video. He's the same guy who did the artwork for Westgate. What's going on there? Break that down a little bit. It's just kind of symbolic to the uh, to the events in the song. Mm-hmm. So we have the uh, neon green Trans Am and all that, and right. we, you know, which plays a big part in the song. And it kind of looks like something someone would like draw in their binder in the mid 1970s or something, which is kind of the vibe of the song. And then we have a marijuana and leaf in the corner, just because. I like to think of all these people from my hometown, like, wearing the shirt, and then there's a, a leaf hidden in the corner. I feel like they're unknowingly a part of progression. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. Are you a visual artist yourself? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was, I was involved with uh, film was always my love since I was a kid. Really? And my mom was a theater teacher, so it was film and theater, you know. At, I, I at was, what level was she teaching? She was teaching high school, but it was uh, definitely the best successful, the successful in state of Louisiana as far as like national championships and speech and debate and whatnot, mm-hmm. and just like high quality and high high quality, you know, productions for a small town in southern Louisiana, kind of renowned, you know. So I grew up around that. She'd have books in her classroom when I was a kid that I would look through, you know, like. Tennessee Williams and things like that. Yeah. I remember her explaining to me the symbolism in, um, in Tennessee Williams' streetcar named Desire, like when the mirror breaks with, with, uh, with Blanche and uh, Marlon Brando's character. And she had kind of explained all that to me. And I think that carried over into my, into my songwriting and stuff because symbolism, I think, is always an effective way to tell a story. And, you know. I agree with that. Yeah. Is, he, is uh, Tennessee Williams one of your favorites? I love Tennessee Williams. My favorite playwright is probably Sam Shepard. I discovered him in my late teens, but I, I loved his characters and everything. I loved his characters because they reminded me of the people I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So I could really relate with, with that. And I think Sam Shepard's probably one of the best. We lost know. him not long ago, right? Not long ago, yeah. 
One of the best modern playwrights for sure, Sam Shepard. Which which specifically, like, what of his work sticks out to you? I like Lie of the Mind a lot, which is a family drama, and I like uh, Fool for Love a lot, which they made an okay film out of, but that's a that's a great play too. It all takes place in one motel room. That's always effective. I like him. I like Tracy Letts too. Tracy Letts did Bug, and he did Killer Joe. He's out of Chicago. I li- I like theater, you know. Yeah. And I I didn't know. When I moved to L.A., I kind of had film or, or acting or something in my mind, but I was always interested in writing. I just didn't know what my outlet would be, and my outlet turned out to be songwriting. So, Because I didn't know the capabilities of songwriting until I discovered like you know Springsteen and Towns Van Zandt and guys that were like, uh, in four minutes can make you feel like you read some great American novel or something. Right. So... Are there any uh, plans in the future for you to write your own kind of play yeah, sure, or anything? Yeah, sure, sure. I'm interested in writing writing plays, and I'm definitely going to write a collection of short stories, you know, and it's about personal things and made-up things. And I've always liked the uh, short story format, you know, 10 or 12 short stories. I like a writer named Larry Brown a lot from uh, Mississippi, and I've become friends with his family. He died in the early 2000s, but when I go out to Oxford, they let me stay at his writing shack and... I'd probably go out there and just write the whole thing. Oxford's got a rich history of writers. It does, Faulkner and whatnot. I, mm. I, I like Oxford. Can't root for Ole Miss because I'm a fan of LSU, but <laughs> I like the, uh, ri- the writing history there is probably the best of any city in America. But you're living in Austin right now, right? I'm living in Austin, yeah. What brought you there? Uh, the label kept sending me down to Texas to do radio stuff and things like that. And every time I toured through Austin, it was always great. We'd do the White Horse on a Saturday night, you know. And yeah. I like the way Austin treats musicians. They respect musicians. They take care of musicians. Shows are, you know, they pay you well. So when you're not on the road, you're able to play locally and do okay, you know. That really didn't exist in L.A., not that that's Los Angeles' fault or anything, but I feel like Austin just, it's a better place to make your, uh, you know, to set up camp when you're not on the road or something. Are there any bands in Austin right now that you're listening to that you're into and you'd like to Yeah, sure. I mean, I love Black Pumas, which is produced by Adrian Casada, who produced my, is producing, and he produced Westgate, and he's producing my latest record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Pumas is a great band. Obviously, uh, Mayhew and Broussard, Tate and Brian Broussard are two guys that I knew before I moved to Austin, so they're always great. And uh, There's a lot of great bands out in Austin, and it's just a very diverse scene, so it's not like you're just kind of stuck in one genre. There's just so much, and people are really great. Songwriters are great, and, you know, you got... The history is amazing. It's like from Towns Van Zandt to Rocky Erickson and 13th Floor Elevators... It's a wide variety yeah. of really cool stuff. It is. So, yeah, Austin's a great place. Tell I mean, and I unknowingly was passing by the house that Blaze Foley got shot, in, shot at since I moved there, you know. There's just so much different history to uncover in Austin. There's a movie out about him now, right? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's good. I saw it twice. It's a nice movie. I really want to see it. Yeah, it's good. Tell me about, you said Julian Casada. Adrian Casada. Adrian Casada. Tell me about Adrian Casada. So Adrian grew up in Laredo. He grew up in a border town, and uh, he moved out to Austin, and he was in a band called Brown Out, and he was, uh, he was in a bunch of different bands over the years. He was in a band that backed Prince for a bunch of random different events, and he's now been Grammy-nominated for mm-hmm. stuff that he's done with different bands. And he's just the kind of guy where it's like uh, he's down to get outside of the box. It's not like... 
whenever I might be getting a bit too far out, you know, I've worked with folks that will pull me back in, but he kind of encourages that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how great records are made. And he's not, you know, he's never really worked in any kind of Americana group or anything like that. So mm. that made me want to work with him even more because it kind of makes me think of like when Willie Nelson hired uh, the guy who was producing Ray Charles to produce his record. It's just a cool move and you're going to make something interesting, you know. Because I could easily work with someone from the same genre and I kind of know what that record's going to sound like. And I'd much rather work with someone where I'm not quite sure what the end result's going to be sonically. So he's down for that. You're a pretty personal songwriter. You're able to yeah. put your private life sort of on display. Is, is, that, sure. is that difficult for you? No, it's actually surprisingly not difficult for me. It's kind of what my heroes did. Mm -hmm. You know, whether, whether it was in playwriting farm or in song farm or in film farm. So it's really, it's actually not, not that strange of a thing for me to do. I kind of wish more folks would do it. <laughs> Because I think that's why I, I why I listen to music, why I watch films, why I write b read books or read plays. Because uh, it's kind of like stepping into someone else's mind. So that's kind of always my goal is to kind of create my own world, even if it didn't directly happen to me. It's inspired by something I witnessed, or you know, and some of it's just completely made up. So when can we expect the next album? Early next year. So it's already halfway done, and we're going to finish it uh, either before the in year ends or right when the year New Year starts. So hopefully before April or May, or in April or May, it'll come out. Very cool, man. That's on yeah. Blue Elan Records? Yeah, Blue Elan Records. I'm really excited about it. I think it's... Uh, I think I just kind of keep getting a, a, little, a little further and further out every time, and that's kind of my goal, is just to do something that sounds, you know, kind of interesting and new, you know? Something different. It's like... Even if I follow my face in the process, at least I tried, right? Yeah. And That's gonna, my view. You're going to take it out to the whole world? I mean, touring? Yeah, we're going to do a UK and uh, back to Scandinavia next year and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to do a lot of stuff to coincide with the release of it. But I'm excited about it. I mean, most of the guys that were up here, especially Will, my guitar player, I mean, he's an important part of, of, of the new record. And that wasn't always the case. I would In L.A., I'd work with session guys and whatnot, but... It's a whole nother world when you got your boys with you on the track. Yeah, it stands out from today's performance. It stands performance. out, it's just, and it just sounds more personal, and it's just always cooler. Yeah. How'd you get connected with each you know, member here? Uh, Will, I've known for the last two years. He came out with, he's been on every tour I've been on, so he, he's been an important part of it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Adam Nuri, I said his last name wrong during the show, so it is Adam Nuri. He, uh, I met him in Austin, and then Jerome Marshall I met out in Austin. He's actually from close to where I grew up in Louisiana. Oh, cool. And then Matt I met out in Austin, too. So it's kind of a mixture of different Yeah, backgrounds. and what's cool about those guys is that, you know, even as I brought it up to him, and we hadn't even really played together yet, but they were all down to get on the road, so I knew they'd be cool. Is road life something easy, that's easy for you, or is it a natural? Oh, yeah, know, I like it. I like sort it? of uh, live out my Kerouac fantasies, you mm -hmm. know, whether I'm in the Deep South or way up in like Washington state you know I feel like I uh it really makes you appreciate the occupation and it has its ups and downs but I'd much rather be doing that than sitting behind a desk or something like that you know yeah I like the road life what do you think it is that motivates you I'm not sure exactly what it is that motivates me it's kind of hard to explain what that is I don't know what that is it's uh I don't know that's a, that's an interesting question what motivates me to do what I do? I'm not sure. I just do it. I've, 
That's a great question because I've never even thought about that before. Like, why am I doing this? I have no idea. To be determined. To, to be determined. Ask me in about 50 years. I might have a better idea. I will. I look forward to talking to you again in 50 years. It'll be years, great, man. man. We'll be a little bit older, but we'll be hanging out. Hopefully we're still around then. Yeah. Marijuana will probably be legal by then. So <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> thank you, Rod. I appreciate you, man. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks for being here. Yep. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.